0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.
1: Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. My next guest needs no introduction. It's Bill Clinton. So I could be anybody? (laughs) No, no. Tony Mendez, com. You and I have known each other for pushing 30 years, a long time. And uh, we've seen each other move from the college days to the working days to the family days to the what's next days. And one of the things that came up for me was I've been very frugal my whole life. I was raised in a middle-class family who was very frugal. My dad had my mom on an allowance, which is crazy to think about how A, sexist it was and be just wrong. She had to raise six kids on like something like $200 a month. So when Rob would go, "Ma'am, I want a cookie. That came out of her budget. Um, so anyway, I'm not crying poor. I'm not doing anything like that. But I recently decided I was going to splurge. And it's not a midlife crisis, but it kind of feels like a midlife crisis. Maybe it is a midlife crisis. I got a second home. And you and I went through the whole process of, Is it going to be a rental? Is it not going to be a rental? Is it going to be close? Is it not going to be close? I started thinking about a second home years ago in my early 30s when I visited Hawaii. And I'm like, this would be great to have a home here. And then you start thinking about it. You're like, it would be a nightmare to have a home in Hawaii. Because you want to go, but it's a five-hour flight. It's not a cheap flight. And then you get a little island crazy after a week anyway. Tired of the Spam spam. So I got a place in Truckee, and I was boiling it down between Truckee and Tahoe. In my 20s, I came to the Bay Area, and I remember going to Tahoe during the winter with a girlfriend, and it was intoxicating. She was beautiful, the weather was beautiful, the snow was beautiful, the passion was there. So I think in my head, I was like, I want to own a place in Tahoe. But then I started factoring in when looking at a place, you and I, And uh, we did a lot of research. So and uh, I got a realtor. We'll talk about him a little bit later. Tahoe wasn't right for me. I kind of learned because I wanted Tahoe, but not necessarily my family. Um, Kids want pools. Kids want trails. Kids want snow. Kids want hot tubs. They don't really care about the view of a, a lake when it's snowing. And for some reason, I'm now, I just figured it out. I'm that old poop. I'm Henry Fonda on golden pond. I want to live on a pond. I want to live on a lake. I want to see it snow on a lake. But You're darn That's me now. <laughs> so, a good realtor was able to say, you know, what are you looking for? And uh went through that whole process of trucky over Tahoe, and now I, I hate it because I'm a trucky person. I'm one of those people that everyone in Tahoe hates because they come up from San Francisco and they get a place and second homes are, are abundant. I was recently there, and I was there on a Thursday and Friday, and I don't think anyone was home.
2: You drive by 100 homes, there's like three, three cars. So it's kind of nice, though. Well, you got through the hardest part, and that is you actually made the decision to do it. Yeah. Uh, most people, there's a lot of people just sitting on the sidelines thinking about that. Oh, we go to Hawaii, we go to Cabo, we go to Vegas, or wherever they go. And they kind of go, why are we spending money on this? vacation when we could you know it's, should we get a timeshare or should we get a uh second home slash vacation home uh and a lot of people they just sit there and they don't they don't actually make the decision they they never run the numbers or they don't have the money or they have can't figure out how it works or they can't all collaborate and i think you you did the you did all of that leading up to the whole searching the searching part was easy right when you, when really. you think about it not really because you know, go to like king's beach and like the first time I ever went to Tahoe, I went stayed in Kings Beach. So it was burning in my head, like, this is fun and sexy. Yeah, but other than the fact that uh, eliminating what's... Did you want a beach vacation home? Did you want something in the mountains? Did you... Right, you absolutely. Know, something on, just on the hillside or in a pond. But the experience of figuring out which community, like Incline, I think it's overrated. Yeah, you know, you're the realtor, Wade, he helped a lot. Um, he asked the right questions, you you responded back with the right answers, um, you involved the family, and you ended up with the right property. I and mean, what you do with that afterwards is, is completely up to you. You can actually turn that into a rental if you wanted, or a vacation rental, or you can just use it personalize it and use it on your own. Um, and I think that's the great thing about your position. Not everybody can be in that position where they go, I might actually need some income from this property for it to work. I, I don't want to spend 30000 or $40,000 a year to own this property and only use it five times a year. Let me rent it out for the remainder of that time. And, sure. um, oh, hefty fees, though. 25%, 30% for property management fees for vacation, vacation rentals. Um, a lot of people go towards Airbnb or they use... VRBO, um, and that becomes another job. So you really kind of have to budget that in there. And I think you were fortunate that you didn't have it. You don't have to worry about it in the first year, but you might start thinking about it later as you figure out how your schedule works at the property. Something like that. Um,
1: but again, it was a process and it's funny because obviously I've been saying for years when I turned 50, I'm gonna get a Tesla and then I just saw too many Teslas on the road and I saw too many guys wearing white pants driving Teslas and they're all not my kind of people. And that's the best way of saying that without getting into trouble or going to talk to the manager today. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't even like for crisis. I've actually figured something out, which is kind of crazy. You know, I, I talk openly that my dad was kind of an alcoholic and not there for me and not supportive. But he was, I mean, I had clothes and I had things that I needed. So I, I can't really complain. I wasn't battered. Uh, I wasn't fried. I was battered, but never fried. Um, I had 11 essential spices and herbs, the special kernels mixture. My dad was a colonel. Um, it's neither here nor there. So I remembered, like, even when I went on vacations as a kid to Myrtle Beach or to Nags Head or wherever, my dad was always a just a jerk. So I think it wasn't a midlife crisis. I think it was just me going back to my childhood saying, I want to give my family a nice place to go that they don't have a jerk dad is that kind of odd that you come to these realizations that that, like 45 years after the fact you're like i want to get a vacation home for my kids because i didn't have the happy vacation home so it's kind of odd so so anyway you you set me up with a guy named wade because you know a guy named chad um not the chad burton but a firefighter named chad who basically he just he was—he's a smart business guy, Dad. Mm. Um, he's made some pretty smart moves. In made moves, estate. which mm-hmm. is—it's which is a thing. To say, but he still listens to the show, and he still comes to seminars and uh, what have you. Um, so he's—he does investing. He, he believes in other things other than just real estate. But as a firefighter, he, he has that unique situation where you live in the firehouse three or four days, and then you go back to your apartment for three or four days. So he would Airbnb his place on uh, in San Francisco while he's at the firehouse, which. It's pretty awesome, right? Yeah, and makes money. Yeah. So he decided to, to up and move, and he lives in Kings Beach now, uh, or pretty close to Kings Beach, uh, and comes back to San Francisco to be a firefighter. Um, and then drives back home to be with his wife, and then drives back to San Francisco to be a firefighter. So he's figured it out for himself, and
2: uh, it's all about figuring it out for you, right? So it is. Like I said, that's the hardest part to see how it works for you. Um, and that's the saying in real estate, you know, you have to f- first get through that first hump of deciding to make that uh, purchase. So you can find Tony Mendez at bay area com. He helped me through the process. He can
1: help you through the process. If you want to get a second home, he knows the right people. He knows the right people to meet and he can help you with a loan in the process. It's not the easiest thing to get done, but it is there. You can find him at bay area dot Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. I'm sitting here with good friend, Tony Mendez, Bay Area loan source. He helped me get a place, a second home, a vacation home, a summer home and we're talking about uh movies and the first movie he ever saw and i, was, I, I told him the first movie i ever saw and i went to youtube just to see how it held up oh it looks awful it was mine was blackula which i snuck into a theater i think i had a fascination with dracula at the point in time but it scared the pee out of me like i was i was traumatized by it and that may explain some stuff but um i don't think they can make a movie like blackula anymore so I, I, I don't think so. I, it, maybe they could. Maybe, maybe if it's the insiders have the joke, you know, like a Damon Wayans. I don't know. But, uh, awful, awful film. If you go to YouTube and uh, type in Blackula, Pam Greers and in it. It was a phase in movie history where it was called Black Exploitation? Black Exploitation? Where films basically all black casts would come out. Um, and, uh, that is what it is. Nineteen seventy-two <laughs> classic black. What yula. was that all about? I don't know. I'm off topic. Tony Mendez, Source dot com. Oh, we were talking about movies and uh, the subscription service called Movie Pass, and then we started talking about the first movies we've seen. Yep. So, Movie Pass, I think, I get, is a pretty good deal if
2: you go to the movies. If that's yep. your treat of the month, same thing like a second home. If you use it, it's it can make uh, financial sense in a lot of cases, as long as you're not going to vacations in Hawaii and then you know, Mexico, and, and then you use your vacation home every once in a while. Um, I think that that's the one thing about a vacation home or second home is it's kind of locked you into doing stuff at that place uh, to get, you know, your money's worth. It doesn't, it doesn't. So, like, for instance, um, I want to give,
1: you know, the use of the home to my friends and family.
2: Well, okay, and well, th- you look at both extremes. So my brother, he has a vacation home in Myrtle Beach. And, but he wasn't able to just support it as a place where he could just use it as friends and family. He had to rent it out. So he does the whole VRBO. He blocks off the times that he and his family go down there and use it. Um, and maybe his friends and, uh, and he gets good use out of it, but that's every time he goes on vacation. Hey, I'm at the beach. Yeah. I'm at the beach. Where are you at? I'm at the beach. He's always at the same place every time. So he gets to use it. I'm at the uh, gentleman's club at the beach <laughs> at the beach yeah uh, yeah that's the hey um i gotta go I, know down your bro- and, I know your brother i gotta go down and fix the hot tub um then i get the phone call at at midnight and where you at um gentleman's club <laughs> my my i'm in the gold room i'm in the gold room I, I think we know where you are
1: so <laughs> anyhow um so buying a second home not the easiest thing to come up with but we still have really good interest rates mm-hmm. um and I got really good advice a couple of years ago. I was looking and I wish I had done it a couple of years ago because things are cheaper. But I was talking to a real estate agent who didn't really get to know me well, but she said something that sparked me. And I, I remember it. She goes, I'm like, I'm a money guy. I do a radio show, I do a TV show. Like, I'm a money expert. Like, I am, like, uh, I was acting all cool. And she goes, vacation homes are not meant to make money, they're meant to be enjoyed like a Picasso. You basically get to. Um, enjoy it for 10, 15 years, and then sell it. And what's interesting about Truckee is, in Tahoe, is you get all the amenities of an HOA in Truckee. You don't in Tahoe. So you kind of have to choose very carefully. But the average home, the average lifespan, not lifespan, but the, av- the average person sells a home in five to seven years. So you get it for a short period of your kid's life before they turn 16, and then you sell it when they turn 16, or you keep it as a family
2: you know, getting home, yeah, right, right. You got to figure you're paying, paying off. You know, five to seven, maybe even ten years of principal balance, and you may take that equity somewhere else. You might just say, at that point, your kids go to college. Maybe you ten thirty one and didn't do a rental property at where they go to college. They can own a property there and manage it, rent it out to some of the other students, and you know, start learning some real life experience owning real estate. Yeah, and again, that's that's another And Sue Wade, my real estate agent up there, who if anyone wants to get in
1: contact with him, contact Tony at dot um You stop and forget, like, if you have kids going to, like, UC Davis, you can get their housing cover for four years, then maybe keep it as a rental to other college kids. Mm-hmm. And that's
2: a tough one. It's a tough yeah, one. It is. Um, there, there's you don't a not of investors out there that yeah. just do college uh, towns. College towns. Okay. um and there, for a while there, there was a company here in the Bay Area that was, you know, the, the companies that are promoting, hey, don't buy, it's hard to find real estate investment here in the Bay Area, okay. try to get out of state. And there was a company that was doing that only in College Town. So I would, I would run across two or three people a year that would own like four or five, sixplexes plexes in like Knoxville. Or you know some college town on the east coast and and then they're trying to get out of it because it was a bad deal um, or there's just too much damage they wanted to move it to some somewhere closer where they could manage it so be really careful about that kind of stuff but um, there's there's some definitely strategies i mean you, you you go through those phases you need your principal residence if you can do a second home perfect if not you're doing a rental and then eventually your your kids go to school and you buy a place for them to rent out there um, it's all about the math. You have to afford it. You have to take on the risk. And going back to our, our previous um, uh, segment, I said, you have to get over that first hump of deciding to do it and putting all the ducks in a row and you know f- fixing your credits, looking at your budget. How involved are you going to be in that project? I mean, for you, I think you're fortunate where you don't have to rent it out in the first year for it to be affordable. But a lot of people can't, and they want to Buy a vacation property and do that whole VRBO and block off the times that they use it, but they need that extra money to qualify. Some people don't even buy them as second homes; they buy them as rentals, and then they, on their tax returns, they in reality that is they use it as a vacation property. And there's, you know, lenders are fine with that for the most case. So one of the things I liked about Wade, the real
1: estate agent who kind of worked with me and you, uh, he, he worked with you and Chad previously, and then he worked with me on this one. Uh, one of the things that I liked was he did get to me, and like he's like, oh, no, no, no. You can't, that driveway, it, it's slanted. Oh, no, you're going to go slide into the garage in the winter. I'm like, he knows me. Yeah. I'm the guy who's going to slide into the garage in the car through the garage door. Um, but that worked out pretty well, I think, all things um, being what they are.
2: I think after a couple homes, you, you, I think your realtor should know you after the first two or three. Show you a couple bad ones, show you a couple good ones, and kind of feel you out. Sure. That's what Wade did. He was pretty good about it. But I think the, the hardest part was uh, figuring out if it was Tahoe or it's going to be trucky. And I, I, I like Tahoe Donner. I think it's a fantastic community. They, it's been there forever. So the HOA dues are low. And it's got all the amenities. In the winter, it's a ski resort. In the summer, it's a golfing and um, right next to the airport. swimming. And right. there's an airport if you decide to do that kind of thing. And big city right down the road in Reno, Reno, Tahoe. You can
1: find uh, Tony Mendez at Source dot com. It's Source dot com. If you need a second opinion on getting qualified for a second home, or if you want to get a home in the Bay Area, that's fine too. Um, but get some skin in the game. Don't overbuy, but get some skin in the game. You can find Tony at Source dot com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing and more. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Talking a little bit about second homes with Tony Mendez. Um, you know, the history of where we live growing up. You that college apartment, the college dorm hmm. then the college apartment, then the apartment where a girlfriend moves in or you move in with her and the quality tends to get better through the years or, or dips during the college years. But we, we move on. Um, it is a process, though, to buy at this point in my life. I'm thinking second home, retirement home. I'm starting to think retirement. And I think a lot of things in my life are coming together like I'm not going to work forever. I don't want to work forever. My dad did. I didn't want to do that. Bit of a problem for me. Um, so I started shopping, and I sh- looked in Southern California, looked in Northern California, and then I kind of decided, like, this area. I'm more of a mountain guy than I am a beach guy. So um, I did a lot of real estate homework, and I think that's super important to do. Get to know people that are good at what they do. And back to Wade, real like the real estate agent that I worked with, that if anyone wants his number, contact me, Robert, rob at robblackshow.com. It's Robert, rob at com. What was really interesting about him was, he goes, he wants to represent people from the Bay Area who want that second home, because he also knows that in five to seven years, they're going to be selling that home. So mm-hmm. he's going to get double commissions coming in mm-hmm. going out. And I, I, find, I found that to be refreshingly honest. Instead of saying, real estate always goes up, he's like, I'm going to see you again in five to seven years. <laughs> and uh, very helpful to get that
2: out there. It's not just that he grasps that side of the business; he he actually lives the lifestyle, and, yeah. I, and I think that's something a quality that you'd want out of a realtor. Um, and you did your homework on realtors. I, I know you interviewed at least two other realtors, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you, know, you got some service. And you, you, I mean, you ended up getting a bed from him. You know, like I think he dumped it on you, but that's okay. Um, that was the other part of furnishing the property. That. Oh, that's a problem. You looked at some properties that were actually furnished. You could have bought, they were a little bit more expensive. Then you looked at a house that was less expensive, but it had no furniture and you had to negotiate. I I want to come up here and start working the house. Can I keep that bed or two? So, and you got that. So there's, and that was, you know, Wade helped and, and, you know, the seller was great person. I mean, he was local to the Bay area, but ended up in Tahoe and then he ended up retiring there. And, um, but there is a rotation that, that you kind of have to expect. it's, that timeline that you talk about rob it's also kind of interesting the amount of
1: stuff you learn from going through the process Mm -hmm. i know some people who on their weekends they want to go to open houses because they kind of want to see how their neighbors live and they also kind of want to learn like what is hot right now and what is good fashion and decoration and staging uh just in case they need to do that themselves but another thing i learned about the whole Truckee tahoe area was that you get to the point like the guy i bought the house from you get to the point where he doesn't want to deal with snow, so he goes mile an hour down the road to Arnold, uh, Auburn, Auburn. Thank you. I always get that confused, Auburn and Arnold. So he goes to Auburn, and that's a hot community right now because two things: you get the retirees from the Truckee Tahoe coming down elevation, so there's not as much snow. But then you get the Sacramento mm-hmm. people who are like, someone in Barry wants to give me four hundred thousand dollars for my home. Sure, I bought it for. $20 <laughs> so they're So like, I'll move to Auburn. And yeah. so they're moving upwards and, and into the quote unquote
2: country or the woods, so to speak. So you talk to almost any realtor that's up in, in Tahoe or in, in starting places like Auburn and, and other little c- cities like that. The majority of the, their clients are coming from the Bay area. I mean, I think Wade said something like 90%, 90% yeah. plus were people from the Bay area buying second homes. And, and what was the other thing? is they're paying for our roads. And they, even though they don't live here, but they pay for all of our roads and schools and everything. The
1: property like, taxes in a second home community like Truckee or Tahoe, it's awesome because you still pay the property taxes, and you just don't, you're never there. Yeah, you don't get the wear and tear. Exactly. So anyway, um you want to run the numbers. That's super important. That's one of the things Tony Mendez can do for you is run the numbers. Does it make sense to move to Santa Barbara where you're going to get $1.8 million for the same thing you can get for a million dollars or the same you can get, you know, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less in some communities. Uh, what do you want is kind of important in lifestyle and uh, you got to run the numbers. So mortgage rates are still pretty low. Historically, well, my dad would have been happy if he was suddenly reanimated as a zombie dad corpse
2: and uh, he wanted to buy a house. Now he'd be like, oh, like rates are low and the nice thing about second homes is you do get the same rates you do as a primary, you know, you're constrained to down payment and credit score and things like that, but the rates are still there. Um, and if you have to, you can buy it as a rental property and use future rents to offset the debt. So you can help qualify and then start running the numbers as, you know, some as a part-time vacation home or a full-time vacation home for where you're receiving income. Um, And those are the kind of numbers that we run all the time. So just also know, like anytime you buy a second home, that there's going to be some
1: added costs because you're not there to maintain things. And, you know,
2: squirrel gets into the garage and squirrels going to dominate the
1: garage by the time you figure out there's a squirrel in said garage. I
2: love seeing your face when when the seller goes, oh, we were walking around the house and he goes, we got to winterize the house and then you got to kind of summarize the house. You know, oh, yeah. take it out, and you're like, uh, and you're you have to write all this stuff down, and then you kind of forget, like, what was this switch for? What was why is there some sort of a thermal strip on my roof? Yeah. When do I turn that thing off? Is it on all the time? Where's the water shut off, and where's the sprinkler shut? Off? Hey, yeah, you go through all of those things, and um, and then when you're not there, then all of a sudden you got okay, I gotta pay somebody to do the hot tub, I gotta pay somebody to come and, um, you know turn it on and off the water and i mean it, yeah. yeah you got to do all of this stuff so there there are some expenses and you, you need to do that homework oh, definitely. Yeah.
1: so and you know every area is going to be slightly different and uh you can count on that for sure so don't forget uh you really want to do homework before you buy a second home buying a first home is easy right the primary residence, I want to be close to work. I want to be close to my friends. I want a good school system. But a second home, it's a little bit different. And uh, for instance, I've never winterized a home. I haven't had to. As long as I've been owning homes, it's it, it was all t- kind of turnkey for me. But in a, a cabin, you have to uh, you know open the vents and stuff like that. Otherwise, it gets too cold, too wet, too damp. Flooding, snow, it's the snow Um So start with how much is this going to cost and make sure you can afford it. And then make sure you can really truly afford it. Because you don't want to be in a situation where you bought high and then you have to sell low. Because that's one of those ouch things. Your debt-to-income ratio. Is that something you still look at, Tony? Absolutely.
2: When does Dodd it Fr- Dodd-Frank kind of threw in you know, a bunch of numbers and decreased what Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac could um, you could loan or borrow on. And, um, yeah, so it's very important. Although there are products, the farther you get away from those Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac standard debt-to-income ratios, you are going to pay higher rates. So they can go higher, but uh, you still want to try to get those best rates. On average, people who are actively renting are doing so about 15
1: weeks out of the year. And on average, they pull in about $26,000 a year doing it. Um, Now, obviously, that's a wide number um, because Tahoe is going to be different than Hawaii. Um, I would imagine Hawaii is just as slow as Tahoe um, during the off-seasons, i.e. when schools end. Um, best time to go to Disney is when
2: school's in <laughs> you know, yeah. the worst time to go to Disney is the summer. Well, you, you almost can't say that though with a second home because you almost want to be there when everybody else is, and you're not going there for everybody else. You're just going there because that's, you know, Thanksgiving or it's, or some yeah. other holiday. So when you, when you do figure like out those you say holiday, holiday, I, I kind of holiday, holiday. <laughs> by the way, that's, that's Wade's name. Wade holiday. Yeah. don't, don't give out his name. Oh, because then they don't contact you. Oh well. In that case,
1: marketing one hundred and one. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, you got to figure out what, what, what the times you're going to go, and what are you, do you need those peak? Do you need to rent that property or vacate that property during those peak times just to afford it? And then you're like, why did we pay this vacation on? Because we can't go the times that we want to go. So you, that's something that we run across and kind of walk people through. And if you are going to turn it into rental. Talk to a couple rental groups. I think that's an easy
1: thing to do. Um, compare them, shop them. Uh, there's one now called VACASA, V-A-C-A-S-A, and they're trying to be the anti-luxury um, property rental place, um, trying to be more fair, trying to be more algorithmic. Uh, you don't have to give them, like if you go to a, a property management, they, they may go, if you don't give me Christmas, then I need Thanksgiving. If you don't give me Christmas and Thanksgiving, then I need the summer month, August. If you don't give me that, then we're not going to work with you. And you're like, those are all the good times. You just took them all away from me. And Vicasa doesn't do that. It lets you choose what you want to choose. Um, but to also hire a property manager. You know, I interviewed a woman um, who's like the regional manager of Vicasa And she had a lot of right things to say. So as far as setting up the house, they also have a, we'll send you an interior designer. Yeah,
2: We'll do the markup. We'll like, no, thank you. So that's yeah, one you have to furnish a whole another house, yeah, yeah. And if you, you're going to pay arm and leg to have somebody else do it, pretty much so. But con- you know that could be part of the adventure of buying a second home is you, 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 especially up in the mountains, you can turn you know get your Western style and go down to Reno, go to some shops and pull up you know the mountain a couple chairs and do that every trip. You know. Contact me at robblackshow.com. It's show. Robblackshow. You can send an
1: email to rob at com, or you can contact Tony Mendez at com. That's com. If you want to talk to a realtor up in the mountains who does a great job, Tony's got a guy for you, um, you can also contact me, but Tony's easier at com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. So we're talking a little bit about buying a second home. I've been talking with Tony Mendez from Source.com. And um, I think one of the biggest mistakes people make in life is waiting for anything. Whether it's, you know, waiting to get a good education or waiting to move out of mom and dad's house. Waiting to buy a home. Now, again, if you're going to be moving a lot, if you're in your 20s and there is no career path and you're a barista, probably don't want to be buying a home. But... I think one of the biggest mist- mistakes people make is waiting. You and I talk on a regular basis and you tell me, oh, yeah, this guy's been trying to buy a home now for like four years. And <laughs> he's just priced out. Yeah. And you remember uh, there's a listener fan of the show, Gabriel, Gabriel, Gabriel. And uh, for 10 years, she, she's a nice person. She's not the best looking, but she was looking for a husband and looking for a house. And uh, she, for 10 years, she was like, I I." I feel San Jose is too expensive. I feel San Jose is too expensive. And every year she'd come back to me. I'm like, okay, I understand. And every year San Jose was getting more and more expensive. And I said, just buy a townhouse condo. And like that's step one. In five years, maybe you'll have some equity. Maybe, hopefully you do. And then you sell it and upgrade and sell it and upgrade and kind of start the process. And I, I see that more and more again and again and again is that being the deer stuck in the headlights or not being able to, take that step financially retards people's growth. am um, speaking from a portfolio growth area.
2: Um, anyway, well, you, you brought up a good point and that is you know, skid in the game you, and and taking that leap of, it's not really a leap of faith. It's um, it's just, you know, making that commitment. And um, that's why I continue saying that the part the hardest part about buying a house is actually making that, that, commitment to do it, um, you know, contacting your, even a loan officer and getting pre-approved for some people, that's a headache um, on my end. It's really, really easy because this is what I do on a daily basis, but people can't even get that far, Rob. And um, they don't run the numbers or they, or then when they hear the numbers are like, Oh, I don't think I can buy a house and you never hear from them again. But um, and then a year later, they're like, you know, I saved a little bit more money down. What are prices like? Well, they're, did you save you know, another 50 grand? No. Well, prices went up another 50 grand. Um, I think a lot more people are thinking that this could be a top. We just, the Bay Area just hit another peak, um, record peak of uh, 820,000 median home price, depending on who you ask. I mean, if you go to the peninsula, it's 1.35. You yeah. come out to, um, Contra Costa, it gets a little bit lower and so on. But, um, the good news about that eight hundred thousand dollars mark is that it's still you know twenty percent down. You're still using a Fannie Mae Freddie Mac loan, which you can have a little bit less down payment, a little lower credit score. So there's you know it's still the opportunity for people to get in there and buy. But um, as far as a second home is concerned, I mean, even even the property that you bought, you looked two three years ago, and that was hundred thousand dollars less, maybe one hundred fifty thousand dollars less. You know, looking at that that graph the price going up. Uh, Did you save down payment fast enough to keep up with how fast home prices are rising, especially second homes? Um, I think a lot of people are intimidated by how fast things move, Rob. I hear you. So a lot to consider.
1: Um, I think real estate is still local, local, local. So it really helps to hire a real estate agent that knows the area. Did you mean location, 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 Um, or local location, 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 but okay. Um, in TV, we have a saying, uh, we try to do the news that's local, local. And, uh, like, cron is, they cater to the East Bay. Um, NBC caters to San Jose. So. A lot of backstabbing in the news game. I mean, you have to watch your back. A lot of backstabbing in the news industry. So, anyhow, and anyway, 800-516-1220. You know how I told you I'm getting to the point where I'm thinking about retirement? Mm-hmm. I've got a Ron Burgundy bobblehead. <laughs> And I'm thinking, I'm thinking about who I can give it to. There's comedy. not
0: a person in this room who hasn't done that.
1: I love that movie. <laughs> Second movie, awful. First movie, wonderful. I have many leather-bound books, and my apartment smells of rich mahogany. What do you think about the term or the phrase, shop around for a mortgage?
2: Uh, okay, so brokers can do that for you. Um, places like LendingTree do that for you. But if you're doing it on your own, I met a client yesterday who contacted me. says, I'm shopping for a rate. I said, who have you contacted so far? He goes, this bank, this bank, this bank, this bank, this bank. And I go, did you have your credit run at each one of those places in an application? He goes, yes. So I'm looking for the best rate. Now he's, granted, he's doing a $1.3 million purchase with you know, a $1 million loan, and that little bit of interest rate is going to save them some money you know, one place or the other. And you got to factor in costs. And so, I, I think it's smart to educate yourself on whether or not you want to use a lender or a broker. Um, brokers are taking a lot more piece of the pie today because they have more options than a bank. If you walk into a big bank, your bank, it, they're going to have their products and that's it. They're going to have their credit score um pricing scales they're going to have your down payment pricing scales and that it is what it is whereas a broker can pretty much fit any investor that they use or a wholesale lender to their your your scenario so for that's the first thing i would decide if you're going to use a lender or a broker i use brokers when i i bought a property out of state i couldn't use do, do my own loan so i used a broker so hmm. That's, that's the first thing I would do. I, I don't mind shopping around. I think people should educate themselves on what's out there. You can go to Freddie Mac PMMS, Primary Mortgage Market Survey. You can see what rates are. You can go to bankrates.com, and you can check that out. and There's plenty of advertisements on it. Uh, they're, they're a little misleading, though. Uh, a lot of uh, You're required to put an APR next to your rate, um, and an APR is essentially the representation of what it would cost you over the year. But p- people lie. Lenders lie. So I wouldn't use, I wouldn't shop APR if you paid me. It's a tough thing to do. Call a broker. That's the easiest way to do it. Don't shop around. Get a relationship you trust. <laughs> Don't run your credit at five different banks before I, you, you. And they, people still do
1: it. I was at a car dealership where they tried to run credit at five different banks to get that yeah. cheap rate, and I was like, "Dude, you just destroyed that person's credit." Well, there's, there's a it, that really doesn't happen, but yeah, you can find me online at robblackshow. dot com. It's robblackshow. dot com. You can find Tony Mendez at Source dot com. If you need to talk to the real estate agent in Truckee, Tahoe, his name's Wade. Contact Tony.